Welcome to Ski Cap Hoodie and Shorts, Episode 7, College Football Sister Schools. Welcome to Ski Cap Hoodie and Shorts. My name is Ted Samaris. Thank you for joining me today. And don't forget, you can also join us at www.skicaphoodieandshorts.com. For today's episode, uh, we're actually recording this on location. Well, not technically on location, uh, but we are in the shadows of She Stadium uh, at Rutgers University. Uh, technically, I'm in a park across the street from it, uh, so I'm not officially on Rutgers campus yet, but I'm definitely still within the shadows of the stadium, uh, and it is in Piscataway, New Jersey. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Rutgers is the birthplace of college football, uh, and it's a great backdrop for today's podcast. Uh, the first football game was played, uh, the first college football game, excuse me, was played uh, on the campus of Rutgers University, actually in New Brunswick, which is now a uh, paved parking lot. It was played back on uh, November 6th, 1869, where uh, Rutgers, who were known as the Queensmen at the time, defeated Princeton 6-4. to four. Uh, Now that they're the Scarlet Knights, they're a member of the Big Ten Conference, uh, so this is a nice segue into what we're talking about today. In talking about the uh, landscape of college football, what a difference uh, 153 years makes uh, since that first game back between Rutgers and Princeton. Uh, today, there's uh, all kinds of TV and uh, multimedia contracts uh, that are being talked about that are over uh, worth over a billion dollars uh, combined just for one conference. And, you know, there's been so much conference change and, and realignment. And it actually, um, you know, it, it, it feels as almost like teams are not where they're supposed to be. Uh, like, as an example, the Big Ten uh, used to be primarily um, just uh, Midwest uh, schools here in the uh, United States. Uh, but they expanded, you know, to the Northeast with Rutgers in Maryland uh, in their latest round about 10 years ago uh, for, you know, to get into the New York City and Washington, D.C. markets. And um, in, in the latest uh, salvo in the expansion wars, um, they have uh, announced that they are adding UCLA and USC from California uh, to kind of expand their uh, footprint a little bit. Uh, so, um, you know, it just, like I said, it seems like in the last 20 years or since the, the turn of the 21st century, um, these teams are, are, are going anywhere uh, regardless of geographic location. Although, you know, when there is a geographic location that makes sense um, and the money's right, uh, that seems to work out well. Uh, I remember uh, when I first started watching college football, um, you know, there was, uh, it used to be the Big 8 Conference, uh, which is now the Big 12, or the Pac-8 Conference, which then became the Pac-10, as I remember it, and now is the Pac-12. Uh, even had conferences such as the uh, the SWAC, the, the Southwest Athletic Conference, um, uh, you know, who used to have uh, bigger teams uh, such as Arkansas. Um, and, and so, like, you know, if you look now, um, you know, back in the you know back in the day, uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Colorado were in one conference uh, known as the Big Eight. Uh, now you have Texas and Oklahoma uh, getting ready to defect for the uh, Southeastern Conference. Uh, it looks like in '25, uh, you've got Nebraska who had that big rivalry with Oklahoma. Uh, they're now members of the Big Ten. Colorado's part of the Pac-12, uh, which may go down to ten and then may go back up again, but we'll see about that. 
Um, and I can remember, too, as an undergraduate at Rutgers, uh, it was a big deal. Uh, Rutgers was independent for a while, and then they, uh, they played in uh, a newly formed Big East football conference. Uh, but their basketball was out of the Atlantic 10. So if you can imagine, um, you know, the college football game started to be against places like Pitt and Miami. Uh, and the basketball used to be against uh, teams like Temple and uh, George Washington. Uh, in fact, uh, my uh, my first football game was uh, opening day of '92 uh, uh, up at uh, up at Rutgers on the banks of the old Raritan, uh, back before they uh, before they renovated the stadium, and that was against Colgate because Colgate was a uh, was a rival that they had played uh, back in the day. So that gives you an idea of how much things have just. Um, you know, have just uh, changed in, in college football. And, uh, you know, one more note on all this uh, conference expansion, just as background. Um, I know conference names uh, really don't make sense to a lot of people um, these days because uh, there's been so much change. Um, and so many of these conferences decided to use numbers at the end of their names, such as, you know, the Big Ten or the Pac-12, um, that at this point they... Don't even bother uh, changing the number, I guess, because um, a lot of times, too, if you took like the Big 12 and the Big 10 and they kept fluctuating and they wind up on the same number, um, you know, that becomes a problem because then they fight over who's got the name. Um, so like, uh, you know, but like, you know, a, a steady example has been the Pac-12, right? They have 12 teams. They used to be the Pac-8. They had eight teams. They became the Pac-10. They had 10 teams. So you would think, right, it's college. It all has to make sense, right? It's academics, right? There's got to be a math professor who's got to be checking all this. Um, but then, like, uh, you know, the Big Ten uh, was the Big Ten for a long time until they admitted um, Penn State. And they became 11 teams uh, about 25 years ago or so. And so rather than change their name from the Big Ten to the Big 11, I remember the big deal was that the logo, they were going to stick the number one inside of the, uh, inside of the eye um, or inside of the, uh, the, the symbol for the Big Ten. Uh, so this way it showed up as 11 as well, depending on if you squinted and pretended you knew what the logo actually meant. Um, but then again, too, you even look at like, uh, you know, a conference that's currently called the Big 12, right? Um, they used to have eight. They used to be the Big 8. Now they're the Big 12 because they used to have 12, too. Um, but now they've got 10, right? So and then they're going to be losing two uh, with Oklahoma and Texas in the coming years. But they picked up four this past year, um, you know, with teams like uh, with Cincinnati, BYU, et cetera. Um, so they are at a point where um, they're going to keep, um, you know, right now they're going to keep their name, but I can't even swear to you how many, uh, what the number is going to be by the time all the realignment is done. And as for the Big Ten, um, again, going back to them, after they added Penn State and then after they added Nebraska, Nebraska to make it 12, um, with the expansion of Rutgers and Maryland, it went to 14, which is where it currently sits. But then they'll be adding USC and UCLA to make it 16. Uh, so I can't even nail down where the number is going to be, too. Um, on top of all that confusion, right, where we can't change the names and match up the numbers, uh, there is also... Um, you know, there's also a difference between conferences, um, you know, with, within the conference uh, in terms of in terms of like uh, the, the number of teams they have per sport. So as an example, people hear Big Ten and once they figure out that there are 14 teams in the Big Ten, they assume that 14 teams play every sport in the Big Ten. 
But like as an example here, um, Rutgers doesn't have a like a Division One hockey team. Um, but um, because of Title IX, every school has to have the same number of men's and women's programs. So some universities are able to uh, fund a tremendous amount of sports and add women's sports to kind of match that up. Uh, other universities have to cut men's programs to kind of match that up. Uh, so it's an interesting balance. So in the Big Ten, for example, um, yes, there are supposed to be 10 teams but to match the name but there are 14 teams which is what reality is but if you look at men's soccer there are only nine teams that participate uh five schools don't offer uh division one soccer programs uh, on the men's side but on the women's side all 14 teams compete so um so there's also that kind of um that kind of thing to keep in mind when you're thinking of the names and the numbers of the schools. Um, and, uh, you know, it can, it can be all co pretty confusing. But just as long as you keep enjoying the uh, the sports, I guess that's what matters. Um, you know, and this, you know, after now talking about all this and looking at all the numbers, I, I feel like I'm kind of working on a spreadsheet um, as we speak. And, and those of you who know me, uh, you know, know I'm, know I'm a big fan of uh, spreadsheets and what they can tell you. And I just remember, uh, you know, growing up, I looked, enjoyed, uh, you know, I looked at and enjoyed looking at data um, in sports and also playing like fantasy sports, rotisserie sports. It wasn't just baseball and football. I would play basketball. I would play hockey. Um, you know, if they did more Premier League stuff here in the United States, I would have done that back in the day, uh, I'm sure, too. And so it got me thinking, um, you know, even with even playing all those things before there was all this online and these multi-billion dollar deals, um, you know, what it would look like. Um, and also, I also like looking at like, you know, percentages in terms of like, yeah, I'm the guy who knows like the playoff breakdowns and, um, you know, what the odds are of a team um, making the playoffs. I guess that's what happens when you're a fan of the Mets and the Dolphins, uh, especially the Dolphins. You spend a lot of time at the end of your season trying to figure out the eight different ways that the Dolphins uh, would need to have go right to make the playoffs. Um, but anyway, it got me thinking about uh, this whole college sports thing and with both the um, the SEC and the Big Ten looking to be um, moving to 16 teams in the next couple of years. Um, you know, by the time I'm done with this podcast, could be 18 or 20. But for now, I'll go with the, uh, the information that I have, uh, which is that there's going to be 16 teams in each of these conferences. And so I thought, well, wow, look, college sports and specifically college football with two nice workable, even numbers with 16 and 16. Um, so I thought, well, what would happen if we had like a fantasy tournament and we matched up all 16 of the SEC teams against all 16 um, of the Big Ten teams? You know, what would that look like? And so I got to thinking, you know, that might be something that interested you too. So like, would you pair up Michigan State and Mississippi State uh, because they were both MSU? Uh, would you pair up places like Auburn to play Purdue because they both have two U's in their name. And, and I'm talking about the letter U, of course. I'm not talking about two Utes. Uh, if you know what two Utes are, then it's one of two things. Either A, you've seen my cousin Vinny, Vinny before, um, where they talk about two Utes, or you are talking about two members of the Utah football team, which are also Utes, but then I would be talking about the Pac-12 and not talking about the Big Ten and the SEC. Um, so I was talking about two U's there, but I, I, I completely digress. So to get back on track, um, again, I'm looking at these 16 teams uh, from the SEC and pairing them up with 16 teams in the Big Ten. Um, 
and like a finely woven tapestry, um, I wanted to uh, kind of share my pairings with you. And uh, I even enlisted a little bit of help on the way, which I'm going to talk about. Uh, for this particular episode, uh, I, I thought I'd get you another viewpoint on this, too. Um, so uh, I want to talk to my, uh, my good friend Pete uh, from South Jersey here in the States. Uh, for those of you who are familiar with the geography of New Jersey, um, everybody is aware that there is a North Jersey and a South Jersey. Um, people forget that there is a Central Jersey. Usually the people that remind them of that are the people who actually live in Central Jersey, uh, like I do. But Pete is on the southern end of things. Um, and he is one of the, uh, he's really one of the good guys. Um, so I want to have his opinions um, on board here. Um, you know, he's got the same kind of passion for these silly type of things, uh, especially when it comes to sports. And, uh, you know, we've sat on the soccer sideline uh, together probably for the last seven or eight years now. Um, and now that our both of our sons are uh, the last ones out of the house and both going off to college, um, you know, I, I thought it would be a great way to kind of rope him in as we're both kind of going to go through that empty nest now. Um, and, you know, we would talk about things like this sometimes just to kind of kill time uh, when we would walk, uh, you know, while the boys are practicing or, you know, waiting for a game. And, and just a quick note for you uh, sideline warriors out there, um, whether you are running around to your kids' soccer or football or cooking lessons or dance or anything else you run around for for your kids, uh, if you can find a good person to hang with, uh, it really makes the whole experience a lot better and um, and really makes the time that you spend, um, because you do spend a lot of time uh, with your kids' activities, uh, it does make it a lot more uh, entertaining and, 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 and makes the time go by a lot quicker. So I, I do want to thank Pete for all that. Um, but uh, enough about praising Pete. Uh, I just want to give you a little background. So uh, what I'm going to do is now I'm going to get ready to um, give you my comparisons and then I will give you Pete from South Jersey's comparisons as well. Okay, so for my pairings uh, for today, what I did was is that I looked at a list uh, alphabetically of the 16 um, Big Ten universities and the 16 universities in the Southeastern Conference, and I wanted to pair them up. Um, it, not so much even in football matchups, but just in intriguing matchups. Um, I did provide reasons for all 16, uh, which I'm not going to take you through the tedious process of uh, giving you all the reasons for all 16. Um, so I looked to pick four, uh, and I asked Pete to do the same, uh, to pick uh, four reasons here, um, and uh, just to kind of give you that. But I will give you all 16 pairings. Uh, so um, starting out, um, I picked the Fighting Illini of Illinois uh, to go up against the Razorbacks of the University of Arkansas. Um, again, Big Ten, Indiana Hoosers uh, playing the SEC Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, out of the Big Ten, I have the Iowa Hawkeyes playing the Florida Gators. I feel like it's bowl season with all these kind of matchups. Um, I have out of the Big Ten... Uh, the Maryland Terrapins against the SEC's Missouri Tigers. Um, the Big Ten representative, Michigan Wolverines uh, versus the Auburn Tigers, uh, War Eagle. Um, Big Ten, uh, Michigan State uh, versus Texas A&M. Uh, I also have here a Minnesota-Mississippi matchup. Uh, and I also have a Nebraska versus South Carolina matchup. 
uh, Big Ten representative Northwestern to play Mississippi State. Ohio State uh, gets to play Alabama. Penn State, uh, Pete, I hope you're listening. Penn State uh, gets to play LSU. Purdue is going to play Tennessee. Rutgers would play Vanderbilt. I know a couple of you are snickering at that, but I have a reason for it. Uh, USC will play Texas. UCLA will play Oklahoma. And Wisconsin will play Georgia. Uh, so before I go into my four, I know a couple of you may think, oh, USC playing Texas and UCLA playing Oklahoma, that's kind of lazy because I picked the last two teams that were coming in for each conference and kind of matched them up. And yeah, they are um, the expansion big sisters and expansion little sisters. So I didn't want to play with that formula too much. Uh, but in terms of my reasoning, um, the four games I picked um, are pretty uh, – Pretty interesting. I didn't want to pick a lot of the top games that you might look at, like uh, Ohio State, Alabama, and go, oh, well, because, you know, Ohio State has this recruiting class and Alabama traditionally has this recruiting class. Um, I want to kind of give you some other um, offbeat reasons for this. So for my um, first matchup that I want to highlight, uh, I want to talk about Maryland out of the Big Ten uh, versus Missouri out of the SEC. And all I'll say is, um, do you remember when both leagues were excited to secure uh, the Washington, D.C., the St. Louis, and the Kansas City TV markets? Well, that's still the best reason for this game. So um, that's the reason why I've put those two together, uh, because it's primarily TV markets that aren't even as big as they make them out to be. Um, the second one I have here, uh, I wanted to highlight uh, the Purdue Boilermakers against the Tennessee Volunteers. And um, this one here, it's a little interesting because you wouldn't think you'd pair these two uh, schools up even by color or anything like that because... You know, Purdue's got the golden black and Tennessee has got that uh, tangerine kind of orange uh, and white. And I know they also have their smoky gray uh, third color outfits. Um, but anyway, uh, every once in a while, these teams, um, you know, have like a big year and, uh, you know, their fans sit up and they get excited and then they go away for 10 years and then it happens again. And they have had some decent quarterbacks go through the programs. Uh, I know Purdue has had uh, Drew Brees as an example and Tennessee has had Peyton Manning, uh, just to name uh, two big quarterbacks out of those programs. And um, just to, to quote the famous uh, Florida football coach Steve Spurrier, uh, remember, you can't spell citrus without U-T. So then that got me thinking, you can't spell Music City without you, and uh, never mind, that doesn't work. But anyway, I thought this would be an intriguing matchup. Uh, for the third matchup I wanted to go to was, uh, was the Northwestern Wildcats out of, uh, out of, out of Chicago, Illinois, uh, playing Mississippi State. And again, you know, I didn't want to go with just like the, the easy way out on this. Um, so, and, and to be honest, this was probably also uh, a factor of that. This was probably the two teams that were left, uh, the one in each conference that was left. So I kind of had to mash them up together, but I, I kind of came up with the reason, but I, I was like, all right, if I looked at Northwestern versus Mississippi state, um, being, uh, televised on, on, uh, uh, you know, on a Saturday night, right. And this game was in prime time. Would I actually sit down and watch the game out of watching, um, all day of college football and knowing that I've got all day of pro football, uh, the next day, or would I check to see if my Netflix account worked? 
Um, this is probably a good time to say, honey, I should give you the remote because you deserve it uh, and probably not watch this game. Um, and so that is my um, that is my matchup. Northwestern and Mississippi State is a way to um, kind of help your marriage out and cough up that remote for three hours out of your life. Uh, the fourth highlighted matchup, um, I couldn't go through this process without uh, mentioning um, the my, my alma mater, the Rucker Scarlet Knights. Um, but what a lot of people don't know is that um, it came down to school choice for me between uh, the Rucker Scarlet Knights and uh, the Vanderbilt Commodores. Uh, those are my final two schools. Um, and so uh, when it came right down to it, both schools are really good academically, right? Um, but, you know, Rutgers keeps chopping and, um, you know, and, and, and they're one of those teams that like, I know they don't have like a ton of success, uh, but when they do, the fans uh, here on the banks of the old Raritan uh, get very excited. Um, you know, uh, as for Vandy, um, you know, I can go with a lot of jokes here, too. But, you know, I like I said, I, I got into both of these places. Uh, but then when it came down to it, Rutgers was like an hour, hour 15 away from me uh, and had one tuition. And uh, Nashville, where Vanderbilt is located, was 16 hours away. And the tuition was almost double at the time. Um, so this made it, uh, to quote a Commodore song, it made it easy. Easy, like a Sunday morning, um, to make the uh, selection and go to Rutgers. Um, so those are my four breakdowns. Um, I'm sure maybe one or two of you listening might think those were kind of corny, uh, corny matchup reasons. Um, but again, I was looking to give you something a little bit different today. Um, and, um, and, and those are my matchups, so I can't hear, wait to hear what you think about those. Let's get over to, uh, to Pete's picks. Um, I know these are probably more anticipated than my picks are. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at these picks for the first time along with you. Um, and as I scroll through, I don't see many repeats here uh, at all. Uh, I will get the one repeat out of the way that I think I see here, uh, which is uh, the Texas USC repeat. Um, predictable. But uh, but still a repeat nonetheless on uh, both of our parts. But I do notice that uh, UCLA, instead of pairing them up with Oklahoma, uh, Pete's actually paired them up with Auburn, uh, which is pretty interesting. So let me run through, uh, through Pete's picks here, and then uh, you can start thinking about uh, which of these uh, sister schools you may like, uh, the, may like a little bit better with the pairings. So Pete pairs up uh, the Georgia Bulldogs here with uh, Ohio State Buckeyes. So if you get that for your uh, for your national championship game, that's not a bad way to go. Uh, something that is not a national championship game, but more like a uh, Liberty Bowl game, is probably uh, Kentucky out of the SEC versus Minnesota. Uh, he has here Tennessee versus Indiana, Ole Miss versus Purdue. Uh, South Carolina versus Rutgers, uh, which is uh, an interesting matchup. Uh, I guess uh, he liked the uh, the Scarlet or I guess maybe the Garnet of South Carolina with Rutgers. Uh, he then uh, jumped to his alma mater of Penn State out of the Big Ten, um, playing Florida. He probably figured Florida's got enough name recognition that it would look like a good win. Um, but that uh, that to me looks like uh, like a New Year's Eve bowl rather than a New Year's Day bowl. 
Uh, he's got here Vanderbilt versus Northwestern. So uh, if that was like an academic bowl, I think he'd be in pretty good shape watching that game. Alabama versus Michigan. Uh, for those of you who have ever been to the Outback Bowl in uh, in Tampa on January 1st, um, that kind of game with Alabama having a down year and Michigan having a good year is, uh, is probably the default matchup. Uh, Arkansas versus Nebraska, right? So he's got some hogs and some uh, Huskers going on over there. Uh, Mississippi State versus Illinois. Texas A&M versus Michigan State. Uh, he stayed away from the Mississippi State versus Michigan State, um, the MSU, MSU as well. Uh, I think just so he didn't look like it was uh, too easy for him. Uh, again, he's got the uh, the aforementioned uh, Auburn Tigers playing the UCLA Bruins. Uh, he's got uh, Texas versus USC um, in what people will think will be a good matchup in a couple of years, and we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, he's got here Oklahoma versus Wisconsin, uh, which I could definitely see. Both of those teams uh, sometimes are overachieving, sometimes are underachieving, so that seems like a pretty straightforward matchup. Uh, Missouri and Maryland. Uh, you know, if you look at that kind of a matchup, uh, if you refer back to my notes, you probably have a similar uh, similar feel here. And finally, he has LSU and Iowa. Uh, so a little Tigers versus uh, versus Hawkeyes there. So um, with that list, uh, I could definitely see that we uh, we did a lot of the same uh, type of things. But it is um, it is pretty interesting to see that the uh, the only couple of uh, matchups we actually had together was that um, that vaunted Maryland versus Missouri matchup. Uh, both teams probably trying to get to six and six and get bowl eligible, and then um, also that uh, that Texas USC matchup. Um, so um, you know, with that, uh, those are Pete from South Jersey's picks. All right. So with that, what do you think of our pairings for today? Um, I know we specifically talked about college football and we specifically talked about um, the two uh, right now, the two biggest conferences. And as they expand, um, they're going to probably continue to be the biggest conferences in college football. Um, So, like I said, you know, always feel free to, you know, share your feedback. You can reach out to me at ski cap hoodie and shorts at gmail.com. You can always go to our website, which is www dot ski cap hoodie and shorts.com um and then you also you can go to uh to twitter and you can reach out to my primary handle which is at our tech coach and you can dm me there and if you're looking uh for some other cool projects that i work on with educators and others uh from around the world you can always go to my main website of www.ourtechcoach.com As always, thank you for your time and for listening to Ski Cap Hoodie and Shorts today. Please remember to be good to yourself and to be yourself.